Hey, I heard the other day that Seabus are building a new future. What's that all about? Well, Seabus are investing in heaps of new projects, creating thousands of jobs for workers like us. And when you spend your pay at the bakery, you're boosting local business and the economy. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. Come on, I'm starving. Of course you are. Seabus <laughs> for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, go to seabussuper.com.au for a PDS. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word. India Daily. Day one from the MCG, the Boxing Day test. It happened. We got a test match on in Melbourne. It was a beautiful day. It still is. The sky is blue. The birds may be singing somewhere. Uh, the, the grass is golden. Adam Collins is with me. I'm Jeff Lemon. Uh, Australia batted. It, it didn't necessarily go very well, but you're going to tell us all about that in 30 seconds or fewer. I am, with no notes. It's such a glorious day. I want to devote 20 seconds to that, really, but no. Australia batted first, won the top. All out 195. Only one partnership of any note. That was between Labashane and Head, who are out for 48 and 38, respectively, in the middle session. And pretty much that's all she wrote. All out 195. In response, though, India, one for 36. That number from last week, 36. So uh, Stark in the book immediately. Shubham Gill looking magnificent overnight. Big day tomorrow. So what you're saying is, theoretically, nine for none tomorrow and India could still be bowled out for 36 again. I'm saying it's a chance, as a, as a movie once said. I neglected to mention the Indian bowlers, by the way. Boomra 4, repeating almost the dose from here two years ago. Ashwin, just outstanding. People ah. speak of his record in Australia. So in his first two tours to Australia, he averaged, yeah, 60. In the last three tests he's played in Australia, he averages 17. So, I mean, let's keep things in perspective. He's got better as a bowler in these conditions the older he has been in this part of the world. And then two to Mohamed Siraj on debut. Uh, we've been talking about him for a couple of years. I'm so thrilled for him. Bowled beautifully. It was a thrilling bowling performance from India today. I think a lot of people will look at Australia's batting and go, oh, shit day for Australia. Oh, well, I can't say that. And go, maybe I can. Uh, they'll say bad day for Australia. <laughs> uh, therefore, I didn't want to see it. But you did want to see it. You did love to see it because if you liked cricket because it was... It it was a contest today and the fact that India bounced back after getting absolutely humiliated in Adelaide, I wasn't expecting that to happen at all. I thought Australia would just grind out big runs when they won the toss and batted and it didn't happen. A few things here. First of all, fantastic pitch. I mean, to the credit of Matt Page, all the pressure on this guy last year after the two dud pitches in a row. Good pitch last year, fantastic pitch today. It meant that losing the toss and bowling on a warm not hot day was no problem because they weren't having to steam in on a, on a dung heap as it was here in the corresponding fixture in 2018. They were bowling on a track with genuine life and grass on it as well and Boomer took advantage of that early on and Siraj did later as well. So I think that played a role. It was in a way a great toss for India to lose because they didn't have to face that interrogation on Boxing Day after being all out 36 on Saturday and a week ago uh, they were able to sort of get over the hump by bowling initially and doing such mm. a good job with the ball that we've kind of stopped talking about all that 36 already. Yeah, I mean, there was enough confidence coming out of it. And yeah. the way that Ashwin bowled, particularly like coming on before lunch, day one of a, of a test at the MCG, you don't necessarily expect the visiting off spinner to be the incisive one. But he was. I mean, there was just that sense of danger all the time. And, and Manus, you know, look, he made 48, but he didn't look comfortable the whole time. Like, he just looked a bit off. He was backing away from his stumps and trying to cut off his stumps repeatedly. Just things like that that made me think he's not on here. 
very white ballish cricket, wasn't it? The backing away and playing through cover routinely, the taking on the leg side trap as well, which he also did at Adelaide and kind of got away with it after being dropped at long leg. But top scored with 48. You can't sort of criticise the bloke too much, I suppose, in in that context. But yes, he's not anywhere near no, as fluent as he was this time last criticism, year. Criticism, but it's just interesting that he doesn't look on. He yeah, didn't look yeah, on in Adelaide. Yeah. And he didn't look on here. No, I, I agree with you. And and as far as Ashwin's concerned, they bowled 13 overs of spin before lunch. That's the most. I think when they hit 11, that's the most number of overs of spin on morning one at the MCG since 1985 when India had a, a, a triple pronged spin attack very different pitch oh, yes. in the mid 80s morning here. of 1985 uh, I remember it well yes, it, it was a balmy day <laughs> it was 23 degrees no. well there's probably about 23,000 people in the MCG probably more there uh, today yeah. than, than there was then when their attendances weren't, weren't quite as big anyway I digress the, the Ashwin spell was supreme either side of lunch the way he picked up Steve Smith the ball before it which bit and bounced and went down for four byes ball after that Smith on the front foot waiting for it and the league side trap I mean to the immense credit I put this on Twitter to the immense credit of Kohli, now Rahane, and generally Team India for coming to Australia with a plan. Not the bog standard three slips in a gully and we'll try and do it the Australian way mm. and hopefully it'll, it'll pay off. But their own plan, uh, which would have been informed by what they saw with New Zealand last year, mm. but it's worked. Smith caught round the corner, Labuschagne caught round the corner, albeit off the seamer of Siraj later, and they've, they've offered something different and so far it's working. Good on them. What is the likelihood if you'd said to someone, you know, two weeks ago, Steve Smith will make two runs in three hits to oh, start yeah. the series. Has that ever happened? It probably no. never happened in his career. No, it, last week was his... Uh, he, he'd never had a test match where he scored fewer than four runs. Last week was two. But how's this? Uh, his fifth duck in test cricket today. Can you remember the last one? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you, we were there, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, not surprisingly. Uh, it was at the Wacker in 2016 against South Africa. Uh, so it's been yeah. 1,514 days since yeah. Steve Smith made a Test match duck. So five in his career, but most of them were you know, at the start before his incredible run. So he's obviously out of form. Hard to read too much into the body language because he's always a, a tetchy guy, but just you know, watching it through the binoculars today, there's a lot going on with him right now yeah. in terms of between balls, whether there's something in that, I don't know, hard to know. Maybe we should call his, um, his, his confidant, Morris, Duffy, who we had on the show in the past, he might be able to read more into it than we can, but he was very agitated today. Mm, everyone's agitated. Jim Maxwell was asking, when's the last time that Australia, in the first innings, got done for under 200 in the first two tests of the summer? And yeah. so I looked this up, and it's happened four times. 1887, 1901 to 1978, when, you know, it was the worst team Australia's ever rolled out, and 1984, when the Windies were pretty good. Those are the only times it's happened, so, yeah. aside from this year. And you build on that by saying that since 98 all out 10 years ago to this day when England uh, ran wild and essentially retained the Ashes and won the Ashes in, in the space of a session and a half well since then there have been nine test matches at the G and in the first innings of those matches the average score is 389 so yeah. by that measure Australia are the better part of 200 in the red I mean granted that's not completely reasonable because the pitch is now clearly different and they've yeah. got an incredible fast bowling lineup. but it puts it into some context how poorly they performed today. I looked at I think the last seven years since 2013 maybe and there'd never been a match in which at least one of the teams hadn't made 400 in their yeah. first innings yeah, um, sometimes up. five or 600 and, and that's the way it had gone. So Joe Burns a duck today, Matthew Wade a really poor shot when he'd made 30, looked good swept a four from Ashman and then thought I think I'll try to put him in the stands just for fun and it's like what if you're trying to be a test opener and nail down your spot surely you think maybe not before the first hour on day one I feel like Wade's going to fall into this trap of being criticised when he's playing the way that he did last week eight off of you know, 50-60 balls yeah, whatever yeah. it was and today when he, he took it to India and batted quite nicely for the first hour before getting out I suppose it's the, the happy medium if he wants to be a long term contender as an opener on the other side of it Joe Burns fourth duck this season 
Jason. He's batted 12 times, nine scores in single digits. I think I worked out earlier. To me, it's becoming clearer and clearer that if David Warner returns for the third test match, it's kind of hard to sustain the argument that Head should go, I think, on balance, even though Head's dismissal again today, in you know, we've seen him fall often in the 30s in test cricket. So he's not completely out of the woods as far as being an automatic selection. But I can't see them investing another test in Burns in this kind of form. And it was a tough 10-ball duck, let's be honest, compared to Head, who did put on that 85 with Labuschagne today. He's, they're not going to leave him out. And yeah. Wade, I just feel as though uh, it's not likely they'll, they'll pull him out when he's the more informed of the two openers. I guess it's the, yeah. the deductive reasoning, but that's where I'm up to. And, and Head making a score in the 30s and being caught at gully is kind of classic Travis Head. But yes. it, it wasn't a waft that time. That was former coming round the wicket, True. getting the angle into him and squared him up. But he was only trying to defend it. He wasn't actually pushing at the ball. It was one where he wasn't really culpable for it, I thought. Like, it was a pretty decent piece of bowling that got yeah. him out. Yeah, and again, great captaincy from Rahane to bring him back at the right time. So they needed a wicket, turned to Boomer. Before lunch, needed the second wicket, turned to Boomer. He was used in at the right time and also at the end. I know he took a bit of tap from Nathan Lyon, but, I mean, put that to one side. That'll happen when the tail is swinging. Uh, I think on the whole, Boomer, four wickets, outstanding. And again, I want to return to Mohamed Siraj. Again, we, we've talked about mm. him a lot on the long-form Final Words show. Huge fan. And he kind of showed that today. He bowled up in the mid-140s, super consistent. I love the way that he's able to bowl off-cutter, 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 out-swinger. That's a bowler who's got serious skills. Mm. Uh, and to do it on Boxing Day, I mean, I'm just chuffed for him. Yeah, and the way he knocked over Cameron Green was yeah. outswinger, outswinger, outswinger in Ducker yes, and yes. completely cleaned him up, trapped him leg before wicket. It was one of those ones where Green's hit on the back leg and he just started walking. Yeah. And Payne was like, hey, 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 hey hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> you have to review it. We've got three left. And he was like embarrassed that he had to review it because he he felt it. He knew he was out. So there was there was that dismissal. And, and there was there was Manus as well. The one that wasn't given just before the lunch break, he swept at Ashwin. Oh, nice yeah. off break that pitched in line, it was from around the wicket, drifts in, pitches in line, straightens, hits him while he's kneeling to sweep. Umpire gives it. It's stone dead. And Hawkeye says, no, no, that's going to the moon. Like, <laughs> that ball's just taking off and it will never come back down, like BT style. Like, what was with that? I think Hawkeye is good on, on line, but it just doesn't, I don't believe that it reads bounce properly off a wicket. And it seems to be with spinners more than with seamers. Look, I don't want to, I feel like when there's a bad Hawkeye, I think that when there's a Hawkeye decision that, that goes against our cricket IQ. Mm. Anyone that's watched a minute of cricket in their life knows that's, yeah, that's that out. feels out. You and give it out. And whether it's going over the top on, on Hawkeye's projection or not, because it feels so out, yeah. it kind of undermines the entire DRS process. So right. it's a tough one because I think that DRS has improved cricket and improved umpiring and improved decision making yeah. but moments like that mean that we have the debate again and understandably so and I suppose there's a sense that like you say Jeff that line it's fine mm. but on bounce historically I mean Jared brought up on our commentary today that, that Ashes test match at Adelaide in 1718 where seven DRS reviews said the ball was going over the mm. top and we're looking like hang on how's that, how's yeah, that yeah. even possible so whether the settings have been adjusted I don't know but there's certainly a, a discussion to be had about the effectiveness of that measure. It's a bit like if you ever played the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater there was a mode you could put on that was like lunar gravity mode where you could just get <laughs> super good air and just do like eight like McTwist flips and then land a 
it again. It's pretty much like that with DRS. I think it's just like woo, off you go into the sky. The um, the tea break, the little Dino moment that was really nice. His family came out, brought out his bat and his cap and his sunnies and put them out in the middle. And and then then James Pattinson, a fine Victorian, yes. a fine young Victorian, came out with Kale Rahul, an honorary Victorian, debuted at the MCG, and they carried them off and, and put them in the players' enclosure by the boundary line for the rest of the match. It was nice. Kind of nailed that. I mean, it wasn't too long. The whole thing ran for six minutes, but it totally hit the spot. I was watching it with Pete Lawler in the back of the com box, and we were both like, sort of, you know, quite emotional, but not as, as in crying, literally emotional in that sense of the word. But yeah, it, it pulled the heartstrings in the way that you'd expect for someone who left such a massive impression on this ground. He loved the MCG, and I think that was a fitting send-off that he'd, he'd have one more magical moment with his family there, the baggy green. Even the, the sunglasses was a great mm. touch and how they, they put them on top of the baggy green. And I gather, I haven't seen this, but I think they've put them on the boundary line, the baggy green and the sunny, so yep. he can watch this test again. And a lovely touch. Yeah, and the last session, two things I really loved with the two bowling attacks. One, that the finished off Australia. They didn't let them have one of those cheeky tail wags. Yeah. You know, Nathan Lyon hit a six and a four, but then he was out. And then it was the Australian bowling attack coming out and that bit at the end of the day where it comes alive. And we talked about this just before we started shooting, where the MCG looks empty when it has 25,000 people in it, which it did by the end, and they're scattered all over the place. But when they started reacting vocally, it sounded full. There was there was the ooh and the ah and the ooh and, you know, the sort of sounds like when Homer's searching around under the couch for, for a $20 note. But it, it felt like it came to life at that point, and that was my favourite bit of the day, the last few overs. I think one of the great things about test cricket around the world is that grounds do have different sounds, and the MCG has the U's and the R's and the smacking the advertising boardings as, as a player's running in late in the day. Something about the way the sun kisses the pitch and the shadows coming over the top from the Great Southern Stand, the whole thing brought together, I mean, Player of the day for mine actually is the MCG crowd. Spread staccato like, you know... That's very like a diplomatic time person of the year thing where yeah. it's like all of you, all of you, you've all put in. But I just feel like for, uh, uh, it's our show. We can, do, we can do what we want. I feel, I, <laughs> my, my impression was that we will never see a configuration like that at the MCG again, mm. hopefully. I mean, outside of this test match, I mean. We'll never see patrons allocated the way they were and something about it just worked I mean yep. if you're watching a football game when there's 29,000 people there it has the well there's 27 I think mm. it can sound like not that there's nobody there but it can sound concentrated today yep. it did have that wall of sound if you mm. like feel even though it was a third full so again credit to the Melbourne public for putting in the hard yards during lockdown which permitted them to come to the cricket today and they did in healthy numbers and it really did hit the spot it felt special today well, we, we like to hand out player of the day but given that Ravi Ashman will probably get it seven or eight more times <laughs> over the next few weeks. He can probably afford to not have and it today. And should we get it tomorrow? And we'll give it to the, the player of the day. Yeah, that's the last thing we should mention before the break. We'll do Hall of Fame after the break and we haven't mentioned Ravindra Jadeja's catch. And those things are not coincidences. Um, you can put two and two together. But Shubman Gill, the way he came out, the wicket falls early. Stark picks one up. They've been done for 30 in their last innings. Shubman Gill's on debut and he's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to ping half a dozen boundaries yeah. and be 30 not out by stumps. He was just brilliant. I mean, you hear close watches of the game. You've seen him in the underage cricket. Mm. Chris Rogers saying he was far and away the best player in the 19s World Cup in 2018 when he was looking after the Australian team. And you kind of look forward to a day like today. Mm. Uh, 15 Indian men and made 100 on debut. I reckon it'll be 16 when we're talking tomorrow. He is just on big time. Yeah, he's made double hundreds against pretty much all of the A-teams. Yes, that's right. He averages 70-odd in first-class cricket. So, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow should be interesting. Let's have a break. Then we'll have Hall fame then we'll cast forward on the india daily
word about our sponsors, Seabus Super. Via the medium of former Australian captain Michael Clark. Um, Adam, I know that you remember well the innings that Michael Clark played in South Africa in 2014 in Cape Town. Yes, one of his masterpieces against South Africa, batting on with a broken shoulder against Mornay Morkel, doing it for his country. But, I mean, it went on for a long time, right? It was one of those barrage bombardment sort mm. of things. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I think he batted for about a day and a half and it was uh, a defining innings and a defining test match in his career and indeed modern Australian cricket history. And, you know, we talk about it because maybe he should have retired hurt, but instead he went on to make 161 <laughs> and didn't get out and everyone said, oh, Mornay Morkel roughed you up and he said, well, it didn't get me out. You know, so it was significant. Oh, I'm looking forward to the lesson you're about to tell me here, Jeff. Well, the lesson is that this is similar to what Seabus have been telling us. We're not financially clever people, but Seabus have been telling us about volatility in the market. They've been saying that times may be tough uh, in your superannuation market now, but if you ride it out like Michael Clark, the market should eventually bounce back. Well, and that's shown by the fact that over the last 36 years, CBUS's My Super Option has returned an average of 8.98% over that time. That's like a Mitchell Stark bowling average. That's fantastic. 8.98%. So consider CBUS. You can visit cbussuper.com.au slash the final word. We have our own page on CBUS. You can go and check us out there. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. That's what you have to be aware of. You can consider if CBUS is right for you by going to that website, cbussuper.com.au. Get a PDS and work out what is going to work for you. This is the final word, India Daily, coming to you from out the front of the Melbourne Cricket Grund, uh, which is right behind us here where some people have had a very nice day. So if we just getting on the train this morning and it was full of people and we were going to the cricket and the sun was out and it was hot, heating up and I was just like, ah, oh, this year has sucked so much, but like at least we get this before the end. I felt I'd personally earned that walk, yeah. like having lived in you know London through this and I went through the Fitzroy Gardens. Mm. Instead of getting public transport all the way, I made a point of walking through yeah. Treasury Gardens, Fitzroy Gardens, and then down here, the what do they call it? The Parade of Champions and the mm-hmm. sculptures, which I know quite a lot about, having written about them, long essay a few years ago, and that was very special. Not a cloud in the sky. We already talked about the crowd, but that experience of, of yeah. going to the G on Boxing Day, uh, it's something that we grow up cherishing and looking forward to like it is our Christmas in this city and yeah, I think today more than ever before. I think particularly for me personally, having... On Christmas Eve, had the moment, you know, you prepare everything, you get it all ready, everything's stocked, and then I went to make a drink at about 11.30pm, and I was like, why, is, why are the ice cubes melted? And then I was like, the fridge is broken <laughs> on Christmas Eve, <laughs> with all of the stuff in it, and oh, now dear. we have to go and buy 40 bags of ice and put oh, everything dear. in Eskies. So, for that alone, I deserved a nice day on, on Boxing Day, and it was that. We, we had good cricket, we've got a match set up, the Indians are in it, uh, Hall of Fame, for me, couldn't be anything else. Ravindra Jadeja. The, so Matthew Wade, let me try to try to sketch it for you. A, a movie made of words, if you will. Matthew Wade going over the onside, sort of skies it. It's very high. Jadeja's at mid-on. He's got to run around about 40 metres, running back, tracking back, looking over his shoulder. And that's hard enough as it is. But Shubman Gill on debut is like, I'm going to take a catch. And he's just galloping for it. He's got no right to it. He's coming from cover. Jadeja's calling, mine, 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 doesn't hear him. 
literally, it was a contested mark at the MCG. Like, Jadeja wore Shubman Gill at full tilt in his to his chest and still took the catch, coming over his shoulder, running back with the flight. It was unbelievable. I genuinely think that's got to be the best catch I've seen. More than a dive over the boundary rope. To do it in contested play, in a, in a pack, that doesn't happen in cricket. Yeah, the presence of mind to put his hand out three or four times saying, mine, mine, and the bloke's still running at him, Gill. Obviously a nervous moment. It was yeah. impossible not to draw that uh, AFL comparison. And I unfortunately did so on Sydney Radio, which would have made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but, um, but it did happen. And it looks like, yeah, he was going to spoil him yeah. or shirt front him or hip and shoulder right down the middle. Yeah. Right, just like Paul Vanderhaar like John and Dermot, Blakey. Dermot Burton, Paul Vanderhaar in the 1989 second semi-final. Uh, but no, that, that's that's how it felt. And yeah, Jadeja, you know, he'd be, what, uh, the best fielder in the world alongside Glenn yeah. Maxwell, equal for, I mean, you know, he's on the podium. He's definitely the best Indian fielder ever. Yeah, and, and to think that uh, he was in the game immediately. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more about Jadu yeah. as we go through the test match. But, you know, if he's any other discipline other than a spinner, he mm. plays every week for India. But being the second spinner means that he kind of yeah. gets lost in all-rounder calculations. But, yeah, more of that in a couple and of days. He, I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame straight away. If he's any other player, he drops that catch. I just yeah. assumed it had been dropped until I realised it was Jadeja and I thought, maybe he's caught it. And he had. He'd held it. Yeah, He'd held on to brilliant. it. Brilliant. Uh, tomorrow, what happens tomorrow casting forward? We've got a, we've got a match on our hands. Yeah, well, Melbourne, the day two is the best day to bat. Always has been, certainly in my lifetime. Forget about the, the track being lively today. It'll be beautiful tomorrow. So, um, Prajara having ground his way to the close the way that he does so well. Uh, Gill seeing it so well. Yeah, Coley's not walking at it for, but it feels like the day to be batting uh, and it feels like they've they've got the confidence now, ha- albeit having lost an early wicket. But if they're still batting at the close tomorrow, and, and you know, that's great for the series. We were talking, anyone who, who was uh, a pundit was saying, you know, India all out 36, this will be 4-0. Mm. And I was trying to remain kind of calm about that. that yeah. I think I said on the Daily Show at Adelaide, that this side's made of sterner stuff than that, has been made mm. in the Coley image. And even though Coley's not here, I think and hope, from a competitive mm. balance perspective, that we're going to see them perform well again tomorrow and, and the whole series will be set up beautifully. But I think the flip side is that if they don't and they're bowled out, we're going to see another sterling performance from an Australian bowling attack that's being talked about as one of the best ever. Yeah, you can't uh, lose, can you? If Australia yeah. bowl them out for 160, well, we're standing here saying that, you know, they are the greatest quartet to play for Australia. Either way, I'm happy with that. All right. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, day two, for the India Daily, keeping you updated every day of every test match in the Australia-India series. We should say before we go that if you want to watch us on video, you can do. We've been filming this, and if you're watching mm. this on video, it's kind of like going through the fourth wall a second time. It's totally inception each, here. Each day we record this now, we've got Cam Fink back with us, who is our legendary cameraman editor in 2019 through the World Cup and the Ashes. He's with us this week, so we're going to take full advantage. Very pretty videos on YouTube and the Patreon page probably. So if you like our work anyway, patreon.com forward slash the final word. We're going to have our New Year's special extravaganza in a few days. And our Jim Maxwell interview from before Christmas was just beautiful. So pick that all up in the feed. All of those things. It's on the internet. Just just throw in a fishing line with a hook on the end and you'll pull us out. Final word, India Daily. See you tomorrow. I had to go about it